So we don't have a big flashy opener tonight. In fact, we're going to start a little bit reflective. And we're going to start with a song that Adam and I wrote last year while we were fully online. And we wrote a song called Near to Us. And it was a song because we were distant from each other, but the promise of Jesus being near to us in the midst of a difficult situation. The funny thing is, here we find ourselves in a year that, once again, is not how we had planned it. But the joy of being near to Jesus. And you know what? Today did not go as planned. We have a bunch of people that were supposed to serve tonight that have COVID, that wanted to come. There was car accidents and all kinds of crazy things. But here we are in the same room. But even better than being in the same room together is that Jesus is here with us. So we're just going to share this song that you probably only saw online this year. And we get to sing it in the same room together. So if you know it, join in. There's no words. We just want to sing this for you. No matter what has happened in the course of our day or in the course of our year, 
you being present in our lives changes everything. And so God, we just pause in the kind of quiet reflectiveness of this moment of what the past year has been like and what our day has been like. And we just give you praise that your presence changes everything. Thank you for sending Jesus to be Emmanuel, God with us. So we just worship you this evening. Take all the glory and all the praise, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with us? We're just going to start off tonight singing two hymns. Join us. Two Christmas carols, I should say.
Jesus. Hallelujah. You guys can have a seat. Well, welcome to Centerway, everyone. It is great to be gathered together in the same room. Uh, my family in particular, uh, grateful uh, to be here. And uh, we are so glad that you are here at our Christmas gathering. We want to welcome everyone that is in the room currently and all of those that may be watching or listening online at a later time. We are grateful that you are a part of our gathering tonight. I'm going to explain a few things, uh, but you can feel free to visit the in info center if you have any additional questions about tonight, about our church in general, or anything else. Uh, for those that may not know, Centerway Church launched in 2018. We were about 18 months old when COVID hit, and uh, we've been primarily online for 18 months after that. But this past September, we were able to resume weekly in-person gatherings thanks to Willowbrook Community Church. We're thankful for them, uh, and uh, they're allowing us to use their building at 3 p.m. on Sundays. So if you don't have a church home yet, we would love for you to consider Centerway. Uh, you can visit our website for all the details about that. Uh, gathering tonight after not being together in person last Christmas uh, makes it very, very special. It's a really unique season for our church and for families in general, uh, but it feels different tonight. It feels really, really special tonight. Now, sadly, mem many members of Centerway Church family are currently sick or quarantined, or as Meredith already mentioned, a bunch of other issues, uh, and they're missing the gathering for the second year in a, in a row. If you're listening to this later on, please know that you are missed, that you are being prayed for, uh, and we are grateful uh, for God's grace and provision in your life. A few logistical notes. If you plan on giving today, whether it's an offering or an end-of-the-year gift, since we won't be meeting this coming Sunday, feel free to do that with the envelopes that are provided in the back. Uh, you can also give online later if you prefer to do that. For guests or anyone else in the room who would like to share your information so that we can follow up and get feedback, you can fill out an info card uh, and put that in the offering box at the end of our gathering as well. Uh, on that card, uh, there's a box to receive devotionals, and all that means is that you'll be sent into your inbox Monday, Wednesday, and Friday devotionals that our team creates to go along with the weekly message. Those emails will be uh, paused this coming week, and they're going to resume when our new series begins on January the 2nd. Uh, you can do any of the things that I just mentioned electronically through the YouVersion app or the Bible app. Uh, the instructions for that are going to be up on the screens. Again, we have no gathering this Sunday, the 26th. We'd love for you to spend time with your family and friends and uh, just reflect on God's goodness in your life this past year. If you still like to hear a message that day, you can access all of our messages from the Wonder Series, uh, as well as our entire series archive on the website. You'll also be able to uh, check out this gathering as well. If you're just so enthralled by what God is up to tonight, you want to check it out again the second time, you can do that on Sunday as well. Otherwise, um, we will see you again January 2nd, like I mentioned before. If you ever want to connect or you have questions, ideas, feedback about our gatherings, uh, you need prayer for anything, you can always email us at connect at centerwaychurch.com. Now, here's what to expect for the rest of our gathering tonight. In a moment, the kids will be coming up to sing, and Claude will be sharing from the Bible. Then we'll get a chance to close out our gathering with some more singing as well. Uh, after that, you can stick around for to use our photo booth uh, to share some food, coffee, and so on. Now, we would like to invite our Centerway kids to come up. If there are guests here tonight and uh, you have kids, you, your child is welcome to join Centerway kids down front. Uh, please, adults, try to pay attention as much as you can when they come up. Uh, as they get settled, we want to share a little, a quick note about our kids team for any guests here. Um, our kids meet in their own separate space on a Sunday with an incredibly capable and gifted kids team. Uh, our kids leader, Pastor Tara Dolan, is part of our preaching and teaching team. And what we do is we work together, uh, the adults and the kids, uh, on series and messages so that the kids are hearing the exact same message, or the exact same content at least, uh, on Sunday, just in a kid-friendly way. We're excited about that. What it does is it allows you as a family to learn and to grow together. Now, one of our because and therefores at Centerway goes like this. Because we value 
uh, excuse me, because God says that every person matters, we value generations. Therefore, we serve everyone and we develop and equip leaders at every age, recognizing the uniqueness we bring to the table in different seasons of life. And we want you to know that these kids are loved by God. They're full of potential uh, and they're very much seen at Centerway as influencers and leaders. We love our kids. It's a joy to watch them grow spiritually. Uh, the words to their special song will be on the screen. Feel free uh, to join with them if you like. So without further ado, here we are, our Centerway Kids. One, two, three, four. Great job. You didn't do the last. <laughs> I can't. I'm muted. I'm muted. Apparently, so, I missed a verse. Yeah. And the kids knew it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the kid, the kids were frozen I'm like so deer in headlights because <laughs> Meredith cut off the last verse. So she just single-handedly ruined Christmas. <laughs> Baby Jesus wept for Meredith. Hey, the kids did a great job, though, even with the two, <laughs> the two verses they practiced. Can we give them one more round of applause? Wasn't that amazing? And great job to the creative team for rewriting Jingle Bells. And I can't wait. We'll have to wait till next year to hear that third verse. It's going to be with bated anticipation and excitement. <laughs> she will not soon live that down. Um, it's so great that you guys were able to make it. As has already been mentioned a couple of times, we realize that there's some unique struggles going on in this season. And so the fact that you were able to make it out, and I know that the weather is actually terrible tonight. And so even that, um, just really appreciate uh, your ability to be here. And uh, we're grateful for it. We're grateful that we get to be here also. That's, that should not be minimized. Um, we're going to kind of wrap up uh, a wonder series that kind of all culminates into this uh, Christmas gathering. And so I'm going to read um, Psalm 98, which we've been breaking up. We broke it up into four sections, and we walked through that as a church over the last four weeks through our Advent series. So I'm going to read those nine verses right now so we're all on the same page as to what Psalm 98 says. It says this, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his right and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and with the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful no noise before the king, the Lord. 
Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. With equity. Why don't we just say a word of prayer as we go into um, tonight's Christmas message. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we're grateful that we have the opportunity to gather in this place. And we simply open our hearts and minds and we want to hear from you. And so, Lord, we pray that you would inhabit um, the praise of your people and that you would speak uh, through us tonight for your glory and our joy. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. As I mentioned, we've been doing an Advent series through the Psalm 98, which was actually the inspiration for Joy to the World, as we've been talking about. And we actually um, asked some people of Centerway to break those, um, that chapter up into four sections and write on that and do a video. So if you haven't seen those videos, you can check out our social media or you can um, check them out for sure on our website. And uh, we'd love for you to see what um, some of the people of Centerway have come up with in expressing uh, what it looks like to find joy in the midst of that psalm. Uh, I want to share a story with you to kind of kick things off. And the story, I kind of hesitated. I even talked to to Meredith about it because it's a story that I shared in 2018. So if you were here from the very early infancy of Centerway, uh, part of the story might sound familiar to you. And uh, the more I thought like, oh, I shouldn't share that because I already have, uh, the more I just felt compelled to share it. So if you've heard part of this before, um, I'm sure it won't be, it won't get old anyway, but just bear with me. It may sound familiar to some of you. Um, I was camping up in the Adirondacks with, uh, with my dad. And uh, there were a couple of us, uh, a couple of adult men that were friends that got together and they brought their sons. And so we're all out camping in the woods. And uh, we got the campsite all ready. And there was this path that kind of continued wandering through the forest. And I wanted so bad to go down that path. And so when we got firewood, I headed down that path. My dad's like, don't go too far. I'm like, I just want to see what's down the path. He's like, well, just stay close. You can get, you can get turned around pretty quick in the Adirondacks. All right, all right. So we're grabbing firewood and everything. Camp settled, and I was just driving him nuts to go down that path. And he said, listen, I'm going to trust you to go down the path, but here's the deal. Stick to the path. Stay on the path. Don't go off the path because it really is super easy to get lost in the Adirondacks. I'm like, okay, all right, I won't leave the path. I got it. He's like, all right, you sure? Yes, because I'm going to start dinner. Yeah. All right. So I was all excited. I'm going to go down this path. Who knows what I'll find? Who knows what's around the corner? And so I start heading down this path. And uh, as I'm going down the path, I get distracted by a couple of things. And I step off the path for a moment. And lo and behold, I found my way back. You know, So I'm like, come on, Dad. It wasn't that hard. There's a path, for goodness sake. And uh, so I go a little bit further. And um, suddenly I see what is kind of catnip to the teenage boy or the preteen boy. And that is a dead tree that is standing. A dead tree that is standing to a teenage or preteen boy is just begging to be destroyed. Come and knock me down. And so, of course, I walk over to this tree and I kind of shake it and it sort of comes up like it's going to tear off the ground. And so I start to walk away and then I'm like, what? What'd you say? Boom! And I knock it over and this tree falls to the ground and I'm like, what's up, forest? And uh, so I'm all excited and walk down the path a little further and there's another dead tree and I'm kind of feeling it. So this one I talk a little bit more too, and I kind of walk away and then turn around like, what? I don't hear you with my good ear. I get a little boom, kick to the stomach, you know, a little chop, chop. This one I reached into and it was rotten enough to where I literally put my fist through it, pretended the whole heart grab, you know, <laughs> pull it out. I'm like, whoa, I just tore a heart out of your chest. Boom, you know, I knock a tree down. And then I see another one in the distance. So I run over to that and I knock that tree down. That tree falls into another tree. I am the most powerful man in the forest. It's unbelievable. I'm just knocking down tree after tree. I'm running, I'm talking trash to trees. They think they're giving me lip. I'm like, you barking at me. Get it? Right? <laughs> I didn't really say that. That would be ridiculous. Anyway, so I, I just, I'm knocking trees down. I'm kicking them. I, in my mind, I'm like the ninja of the forest. You know what I'm talking about. If you've ever been there, it's amazing. And I don't even know how many trees I demolished that day. It was a reckoning. It was a reckoning for sure. And so I'm kind of knocking this tree down and it's pushing back. And so I push this big one down and it splits in half and the top just misses me, falls on the ground. I'm like, ooh, that was a close one. And then it happens. I turn around and I'm like, wait, now where, where's the path? Like, I think I came this way. I was knocking trees down this way. I'm like, this will be easy. I'm just gonna find the last tree I knocked down. I'll just follow the trees on the ground. 
because God knows there's only the trees on the ground that I knocked down, right? And so I start turning around. Turns out in the Adirondacks, lots of trees laying on the ground. Lots of them, lots of dead ones, some I didn't knock down. And uh, so I kind of start looking around and my heart starts racing. And if you've ever been like in a department store or in a mall, or if your parents have ever left you somewhere, you know what I'm talking about, like that sense of like, oh no, oh my gosh. And so I start kind of spinning around. I'm like, I don't know where I am. And all I can think of is, I, I left the path. Why would I lose the path? And I'm looking around I'm like, <sighs> like, and I, I kind of started crying. So I'm not scared to say that. I, I start welling up in tears and, uh, and I look around and I start crying and I think, that's it. I'm gonna die. Spoiler alert, I made it. You know, just you, some of you look kind of nervous. You're like, oh no, did you die there? No. Um, but I was, uh, I was really scared, really scared, horrified. I did that whole like screaming thing and no one answers and you wait. You can only hear your own echo. Then I did a panicked run thing where you like run around, but then you just think you're getting more and more lost. So you kind of stop. My heart's racing. I'm sweating. I'm tearing up. I can't believe I left the path. The question I want to ask as we go through tonight's gathering is this. Why is it so easy to be distracted? Why is it so easy to be distracted? The moments of life, they just, they kind of suck us in. You know what I'm talking about? Just that you can get so consumed with the moments, with the concerns, with the worries. We don't intend to wander. We never mean to leave the path, to lose focus on what really matters. I mean, no one says, you know what would be really fun is if I got completely lost. If I just ran my life the way I wanted to and it led me to a dead end after dead end and I felt completely lost and alone, wouldn't that be the best holiday season ever if I just felt alone and broken? Nobody wants that. No one intends for that. No one goes into the forest to get lost. Honestly, life is hard and difficulties are real. So what is it that even really matters? In order to lose track of what really matters, I think we have to understand what is it that actually does matter? Is it success? I think for some people it could be, although we'd never admit to that, right? We know that's the wrong answer. Money? Like, oh, no, I mean, money matters, but... I mean, I guess it doesn't matter the most, or at least we know that's not the right answer. What is it that really matters? Some of us might say it's family. Mm, loud and clear, Pastor Claude, it's family. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. It's my family, it's my kids. No, not really, right? Family's important, but is it the thing that really matters? Success, money, family, education, popularity, sports, individuality, running rampant in our society today. What it is that I really want, what's best for me, who I am, what my truth is, what freedom is. These are all good things. They're all good things. Some of them are even great things. I mean, to say that your family matters, that's a great thing. It's a great thing. But if you've pursued those things, and even had those things, then you know that they're still not enough. You can have your much money as you thought you ever wanted. You can have the success, the, the raise, the new job, the promotion, the best school, be on the best team, be in the most uh, influential circles, be close to your family, and yet still feel a void in your life. Those things, they're, they're good things, but when they become ultimate things, they become idols before God. We lose sight of things and we make good things and great things ultimate things and they never deliver. Listen, we all get to that place of pursuing lesser things. There's not a person in this room that is above that or beyond it. Every single person, if you're breathing in and out tonight, you've been in this place. You have pursued lesser things. So we're all in really good company. How is it that, that we can pursue these wonderful things and still feel empty. You don't have to answer, but in the quietness of your mind, have you ever been in a crowded room and felt alone? Of course you have. Just about every person in this room knows what I'm talking about, whether they want to admit it or not, or if they haven't lived enough life yet to come to grips with it, what it's like to be in a crowded room and yet feel entirely alone. No matter how much we have, it still isn't enough if ever there was a time, if ever there was a time, this season is supposed to bring joy, right? I mean, it's Christmas time. 
supposed to be filled with joy and laughter. And honestly, it does. It does bring joy for some of us. In fleeting moments, we can have moments of joy. Some moments longer than others. I'm not here to be all ho-hum or, or bah humbug. Like, uh, Christmas will never measure up to your form of joy. I'm not saying that. You can experience joy and even longer moments of joy, but it's still not what we want. When all the Christmas decorations come down, we're still searching for something else. It's not what we're seeking. We want lasting joy. We want joy that doesn't end. We want a joy that fills us up day by day. We want to be filled with a sense of wonder. And we unfairly look to our spouses, for those of us that are married, and say, why won't you deliver on the wonder I want? I would be filled with way more joy if you were just a better spouse. Or you know, the problem is our kids. The problem is our kids. <laughs> we go through lists and lists of all the things that we want to bring joy. Like if only I had more stuff, if I only had a bigger house, if I just had their job, if I went to that school, if I had a nicer car, if I only had a boat, if I had something to pull my boat, oh my gosh, if I had an RV with my boat, whoo, if I had a camp where I could park my boat for the RV and then sometimes go to other places where I could get a plane and they could fly me to the other places I want to be, like, oh my gosh, it never ends. And the fact is, Everyone around the world is, is striving and searching. Those moments are fleeting. We want to be filled with wonder. Wonder defined is a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration, caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. So, where is our joy? Where is our sense of wonder? I want to submit to you that some of us, out of a desire to be in charge of our own lives, have resisted the path that matters the most and have attempted to find joy within ourselves or in the things of this world. But as I've mentioned, it always comes up short. Others of us who profess to be Christians, we've gotten distracted by the cares of this world and wandered away from our source of joy and wonder. We've gotten distracted by lesser things, by lesser things that never deliver. Listen, if you're a Christian and you're angry today, if you're angry tonight, what you're really saying is, I have Jesus, but I also need something else to be filled with joy. That happiness requires something more than Jesus. That I need something more than Jesus to feel special, to feel worthy, to be successful, to find joy. If you're anxious, if you're discouraged and you profess to be Christ, whatever it might be that you're struggling with tonight, what you're saying is, I'll take Jesus, but I also need something else. Jesus isn't enough. I mean, this is really hard though. And I gotta be honest with you if, you, if you think of God really small, then I would absolutely agree with you. A God that's really small that fits into just the desires and whims of your life will never deliver on the fullness of joy and wonder you're looking for. But gospel, the gospel in Greek, it means this, good news. We've talked about it before. The gospel means good news. And in fact, if you actually look at the breakdown of gospel itself, it means joyous proclamation. Joyous proclamation. Do you understand that the gospel is endless joy? It's endless joy. If, you're, if your idea of God is larger than you realize that God is the source of endless joy, it's good news every day. Do you put your feet on the ground in the morning and speak the truth of the gospel to yourself to reorient your heart and the desires of your world? Do you, do you put your feet on the, on the floor and look quickly and, and survey to see, you know, how much money you made today or what it is that needs to be done at work or the emails or all the worries and concerns? Or do you immediately try to turn your brain off by looking at social media or looking at television programs or whatever it might be? What, what is the way you start your day? Do you start it at its source and say, I will proclaim good news and proclaim joy to my soul and to my heart today. Today, Lord, I want you to lead me and guide me however you would have me to be led. The gospel is all that matters. The gospel is what you're searching for. It's what we're all searching for. It's what we were created to search for. So there I am, completely lost, absolutely 
totally lost. And I'm spinning around and it feels like slow motion. If I think about it long enough, I can picture myself. I can even smell the forest, if you know what I mean. Like it it made an impression in my life. And now I'm beyond just tears. I am straight up ugly crying in the forest. There's snot running down my face and this is it. Like I'm not going to make it. I can't believe I disobeyed my father. And I turn around and there's my dad. And he's standing there. And he puts out his arms and I just run to him. And I embrace him and I just start weeping. He starts crying. Listen, my father followed me in my disobedience. I want to submit to you tonight. Some of you have wandered off the path. You've been distracted by lesser things. You're living a life of disobedience. And I want to tell you, God, your father has followed you in your disobedience to this place. He's here tonight. And you can run to him. You can acknowledge the the things that you've been distracted by, the path that you've wandered off of, the things that lured your attention, that drew you in. He knows. He knows my dad. My dad sat there. You see, he got down to my height on one knee and he was crying too. I was like, dad, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, it's okay. You're safe now. I was overcome with joy. My tears of fear turned into tears of joy and I started laughing. I couldn't believe that he followed me. I was so grateful. I was so grateful. My dad looked at me and he said, I told you to stay in the path. And I said, I know dad, I I got distracted. I mean, there was a tree. It was just, it was begging for me to open a can of whoop on it. Like it deserved it. And he kind of chuckled. He goes, it is pretty tempting, right? I said, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry though, I should have listened to you. And he looked right into my eyes and he said, son, I forgive you. It's okay, you're all right. We got up and we walked back to the path. You see, my dad knew the way. He knew where I was and he knew what I needed. He never lost sight. And let me tell you, as great as my dad is, he's a flawed human being. It is so small in comparison to the God of heaven that is running after you, that is pursuing you. Tonight, you've made it to this place and I want to submit to you, it's a divine appointment. And it can be real easy. The temptation is to say either, uh, you know what, this is really good. This is making me feel good for right now and it's experiential or this is a good reminder. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I already know that. But here's the deal, we need to daily remind ourselves of the truth of the gospel because distractions are everywhere. Perfectly timed. (laughs) Distractions are everywhere. It's so easy to be distracted. It's so simple. You might feel lost and some of you even feel alone but God has followed you in your disobedience and in your distraction because some of you aren't living disobedient. You're just distracted with lesser things. I want to tell you, he loves you so much that he stepped into time and he came as a baby, fully God and fully man so that he could live the sinless life that you and I could never live and die the death that you and I deserve because of the sin of our life. And get this, he died truly alone so that you'd never be alone. Everything and everyone in this world will at some point let you down. Your husband is not the answer. Your wife is not the answer. Your kids are not the answer. Your job, your money, the success, you name it, it's not the answer. It will always let you down, but he will never leave you or forsake you. He conquered sin and death for you. And that, that, If you understand that, if you pursue that, if you allow that truth to transform your heart and mind, you will be filled with joy and wonder. The joy and the wonder of the good news of the gospel, that while we were far from God, enemies of his, he came and saved us. We say all the time that the text requires something of us. And it would be really easy to come to a Christmas gathering 
and to feel really good and to leave this place just kind of encouraged. And I think that you should, and I think that's great, and I hope you do. But I also want you to leave this place thinking about something. This is what I want you to think about. What do I need to do if the gospel is true? I just realized that rhymes. That's kind of corny. Forgive me. What do I need? I don't even want to say it again. (laughs) What do I need to do if the gospel is truth? (laughs) How did I not realize that that rhymed? Because here's the deal. What if it's true? If you're here and and you are just an objector to whether or not the God-man ever stepped in to this world, if you're like, I don't believe this, if that's you tonight, what if it's true? What if it's true? And if you leave this place just thinking about the implications of the potential that it's true, I think that's a win. But for others of us that believe that that is truth, then what do you need to do? For some of us, we need to surrender. We need to say, you know what? I'm done in the rat race. I'm done trying. I'm done striving. I'm done trying so hard and falling so short. If that's you, it just means a surrender and an opportunity to come into relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not going to make you come forward or raise your hand or anything like that. You can, in the quietness of your own heart and mind, whether you're here in the room or if you're watching or listening later, just pray a simple prayer. Acknowledge the fact that you're a sinner. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm a sinner, but you died for my sins. Would you come and be the Lord and leader of my life? You can pray that prayer or some version of it. It's not special words or anything. It's the beginning of a relationship. And tonight, if you pray that prayer, I would love to have a conversation with you following about the next steps that it involves. If you're watching or listening after, you can reach out to us via email or on the website. We'd love for it not to be just an experience or an emotional response in a moment. For others of us, Maybe you've crossed that line of salvation already. I want to challenge you to begin every morning speaking the truth of the gospel to yourself. When your feet hit the ground, you just say, listen, there's a bunch of stuff waiting for you. (laughs) The to-do lists will come. The worries and the cares of this world, they're right at your fingertips. Don't worry, you'll hear them soon enough. But reorient your heart and mind and speak the truth of the gospel that all that matters is that which Christ has done and who he's calling you to be. For others of us that say, listen, I start every day that way. Then I want to challenge you to proclaim the gospel to others that desperately need it. For those around you in action and in deed, in word and in deed, sorry, that you would proclaim the gospel. You see, you can say, I already know this. And to that, I would say, so then who is it that you've proclaimed the gospel to recently? You're like, oh, well. (laughs) You see, we can know something, but what are we doing about what it is that we know? If you've really been transformed by the truth of the gospel, it should influence every decision you make, everything that you communicate. And I don't mean like some weirdo that's like running after people and be like, turn or burn. I'm not saying that. But it's amazing how we'll, we'll take up the cause. You name the cause, we'll take it up and put it on social media and we'll shout it from the mountaintops just because we, we need to say it. But then when it's the gospel, that's really what everybody actually needs. And the truth and the hope of the world and anything eternal, then it's like, ah, uh, I mean... I'm not so sure I can proclaim that truth. We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. So I want to challenge us. Let's all just bow our heads and close our eyes as the worship team comes forward. They're going to come forward and we'll be able to respond and worship and we're going to have a a great night still and I'll come back up and make some final remarks. But with our heads bowed and our eyes closed so we're just not distracted by them making their way forward, I want you to reflect and think, what is it What is it that I need to do? What do I need to take action on? I don't mean behave better. (laughs) I don't mean like try to be a better Christian. This year I'm going to stop doing that. No, I'm talking about saying, what does it look like for the truth of the gospel to infiltrate my life? And it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will convict us of things and redirect our desires when we're not distracted by lesser things, when we're not distracted by the worries and the cares of this world. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we surrender. God, we surrender and we admit we have 
man, there's not a person in this room that has not been distracted by lesser things. It's the nature of humanity and the fallen condition that we all live in and yet you sent your son so that we could be free. So that we could experience true freedom. That our identity could be in you, child of the living God. And so Lord, I pray that we would not settle for lesser things. I pray that we would leave this place filled with joy and wonder at the cross. Joy and wonder at what it is that you have done. The fact that you have followed us to this place, that you're pursuing us every day of our lives. And so, Father, we worship you. We worship you filled with joy, filled with wonder, and grateful for who you are and that which you've done. Let's worship the Lord together. Would you stand to your feet?
if you can, um, we'd appreciate it if you, if anybody happens to come to mind that you would normally see um, that's not here tonight, if you just keep them in your prayers, we, um, I know off the top of my head, I can think of five families um, that are, that are sick more so than just um, testing positive are actually um, rather ill and could use your prayer. Um, and uh, it's, it's affected us tonight. And so I'm super grateful for <laughs> all the volunteers. Um, I know that you um, are here and appreciative, but uh, we were kind of hitting some panic modes early on just a couple hours ago. Um, we were gonna have an electric guitarist who's not here and uh, a uh, sound technician, way to go, Alicia steps up and she's doing the mix and she's killing it. Um, but we uh, had a lot of volunteers that suddenly couldn't make it for all very good reasons. And um, uh, also, if you think of it, if you could continue to pray for the Hamlin family, we're so grateful that they're here, but little Eli is still up at the hospital. And, um, and so he could use your prayers. Um, he's not unfortunately gonna be home for Christmas, um, but we're gonna continue to, to keep him in our prayers and so we just, we have a, a lot of families um, that, that are just having a rough time and we're finding joy in the truth and implications of the gospel, um, but we're also linking arms and doing life together. And so I would love it if, uh, if I was just able to just lead us in a prayer for some of those families and then I'll talk some logistics and uh, we'll, we'll talk about how we can be dismissed. But let's just agree in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. And we know that you're the God that heals. We know that you are sovereign. Lord, we know that you have a plan and a will and a way. And so, Father, we just pray that you would come and move in a divine and powerful way, Lord, that you would comfort these families, that you would uh, touch them physically, Lord, that they would uh, find joy in the midst of these seasons. Father, as, as their Christmas plans have just kind of been blown up and... Father, they're, they're just dealing with, with physical health and the emotional weight of that. God, I pray that you would come and intervene, that your Holy Spirit would bring a peace that passes all understanding, that you would do what only you can do. And Father, we just, we lift up these families. We pray that you would be with them and that you would um, bring them to full health as soon as possible for your glory, Lord. We ask all these things. Father, we also pray for the families that are here that um, as they go, they would go safely and that they would have a wonderful holiday and that you'd bring us back together safely January 2nd. In your name we pray. Everyone said, amen. Amen. So a couple of logistics. The year is coming to an end and inevitably I get text messages or uh, emails. And so for what it's worth, I probably still will. But um, you can give till the end of the year, if you'd like online, right up until the 31st, until midnight, um, you can mail checks to us. And if they're dated prior to the end of the year, then they will count in this tax year. I know that feels kind of dirty to talk about, but it's helping me a lot by not fielding questions. So if you feel compelled to give, um, that's possible tonight and uh, online as well as mailing checks. Um, now that that's aside, um, want to encourage you to remain. We're going to uh, close with uh, Joy to the World, Unspeakable Joy, which of course makes perfect sense. But there is a photo booth out there. There's tons of coffee and uh, snacks and stuff. You're welcome to stay as long as you'd like. We have until nine. And uh, did I miss anything? Yeah. All right. So you can be dismissed. God bless you. So, thank, so thankful that you came and I uh, hope that you're able to join us on January 2nd when we come together. God bless you as you go. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.